The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasters, the Dungeons and Dragon gaming tabletop podcast on the network at BICVP-radio.com. I am your Dungeon Master Anthony, and welcome back to our Fabala 5 campaign, which we didn't push in our last little side tangent, but that's okay because there was no Oogie games in the Feywild. Oops, they don't know that yet. I think they've all figured it out, but they haven't made the checks to know it, whether or not um where or where could they be but we do have an oogie games here at 2406 military road niagara falls new york 14304 head on over there for all your gaming and uh video game needs for either your retro stuff from i guess what is now considered retro is xbox 360 and playstation 3 and soon to be ps4 and xbox one because they just dropped the brand new ps5 and the xbox one x is that it I don't know. The 360 still. It's me. Good for you. One. Did you no. hit them up? Retro I should. But it's retro remus. Retro There's a power glove somewhere in the world that Remus will find. I'm not that sad. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you. Um. But, so please head on over there, check them out, see what's up. Let them know that uh, you found them thanks to the podcast precinct with the guys over at the network. Uh, also, cheap plug, I'll let you guys know about it right now. If you haven't been uh, looking around on the overlay, we had a uh, designer two floating around, and below is the links to the Teespring. Check it out, help the stream, help us. Uh, we are going to be getting ready to go to twitch and hopefully on a live schedule and that will be easier when we have people coming in and buying some merch and showing support so look forward to a patreon which we could then have someone production manage this live for us so help support us so we can get there in a uh, more timely manner but till then let's get into this campaign uh when we last left off with Azoth, Finks, Howard, and Remus. They had left Brianspell. Began their journey, their journey north towards Imperial City. Or are you guys going towards Burkholds? No, you guys are going to Burkhold, then cut over towards Imperial City. Because you guys were looking for an airship to then take you to the Emerald uh past uh the Amber Eyes to Frag Rock to possibly see a library, one of the great halls of knowledge. You guys had traveled north, been a pretty simple journey. Haven't been through much trouble, except a patch of tall grass, a field that stretched off to the right. Uh, you guys had seen a little critter pop its head out of, looking like a uh, bipedal, two two foot tall, uh, lizard like creature with a little bit of a tail, covered in feathers, with arms kind of almost like a chicken or ostrich, with this 
very colorful. Um, for just sake, it's think Velociraptor, but dipped in feathers, just up and down. It had been chased by Finks, followed by Remus, and then Howard into the field. And they had disappeared. Azoth, we pick up with you. You right. see your friends just kind of go in. Howard waited a little bit after Remus and Finks. He kind of gets down closer and kind of crawl through the grass looking for where they could have went to and you see his body just vanish in the tree in the field. Uh, what do I hear around me? Anything? Any noise? Make perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Um... Listening around, you hear the thooming off in the faint distance, more north, in the direction where you were leading, a uh, very far off, not getting so much louder, almost passing. About an hour or so into your journey. Um, what are you doing? Just kind of listening around or where are you sitting? What are you, what are you, what is Azoth doing to kind of wait for his friends? They just kind of dipped into the field. So and you I've haven't a, had them come back yet. So I've got a, a, a rope in my bag and I am uh, untwining my rope because right now it's about probably about 50 feet of rope. Mm-hmm. I'm to lengthen that by undoing it and then tying it end to end so I have a longer piece of rope. It doesn't necessarily have to be as strong as it was, just longer. So I'm going to uh, tie a bit of that around the tree that I'm sitting next to. Okay. I'm going to tie the other end around my waist. Okay. And I am going to run screaming into the middle of the field. You go screaming? Just ah! Uh, screaming, running into the field. Rope. Same direction that everybody went to. At some point, the rope catch you. You feel taut. You're standing. The field is up to your waist. Three feet high. Now, you're a little shorter, so probably like, yeah. Okay. To about your, to your belly line, maybe a little bit. What are you, four and a half feet or five? What are you, five feet? Uh, five and a half feet? I believe you're a little shorter. Yeah, I'm about four ten. 410. So it's probably, yeah, it's up to about right about your little bit above your uh, navel, your belly button in uh, height. Okay. Um, I ran out of room. I'm, I'm, I snapped back. Uh, cut the rope and keep running. Cut the rope. You keep running. You run 25. 35, 40, you're approaching the woods in front of you. Come running up on them. The field kind of uh, breaks into, like you see the tall grass kind of heat furthering, but now there's uh, trees up. You're still where you're, you're still, you're, you still see the field behind you to your back. 
Got it. Make an insight check. Eighteen. You do remember that they had crawled or they had disappeared into the trees or into the tall grass. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll get down on uh, all fours. Not necessarily crawling on my hands and knees, but like uh, galloping, like a, uh, like a. Uh, like how lower? Are- Stairs. Yeah. Uh, how, 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 uh, how low are you? How low am I right now? Yeah. I would probably be less than two feet off the ground. Probably. Okay. Like I could see, I would be able to see the ground. You see it looking at the ground. Yeah. Uh, you, what do you do? Just kind of, do you, do you move at all? Or are you just, uh, okay. You're down low. No, I'm, I'm running back towards the, the tree. Okay. I see what you're, okay. I see what you're saying now. Um, walking back towards the tree down low. You're surrounded by the grass. At some point, the grass becomes starts to become thick as you're pushing through it, moving. Um, and as you begin to stand up and try and get more of a footing, as it becomes tougher and tougher, you push through it, make a dexterity save. Uh, as you go to uh, step, take a step, uh, you breach through the grass as it's now tight in front of you as it uh, smashes, oh, smashes closed as you push through it. Uh, part, of the, uh, part of the stalks kind of smack your feet and you go to tip, trip over you. Uh, somersault forward and stand and kind of sit up. Uh, field is gone behind you. You are... At the cusp of a forest to your back with rolling meadows of just cut grass and just vastness to your right. To your left, um, it, you can see the wooded area that's behind you kind of branch off in the eastern, northeastern direction, just kind of of a compass, like if north is in front of you, that idea. Mm-hmm. Push off to your left and out forward. Uh, you can see that the forest starts to um, become barren, but not in a necrotic decay way. Okay. It's almost um, make a nature check. Fourteen, more of like in the in the seasons of like changing of seasons. Okay. So like you have uh, these giant large, think uh, redwood forest. These like four like huge giant stalked trees, but instead of these giant uh, bushel redwoods, they are like giant pine trees, huge that rest uh, forty feet apart. And again, you look up, and now you can see a nice clear nighttime sky pink blues cotton candy purples swirling you see off in the far distance to your right you see a twinkling light that of where the land and sky meet far off 
just almost like a a star or something. Okay. Um, behind you is just a forest. Yeah. Uh, so no signs. No signs of uh, inhabitants or people or creatures or anything like that. Uh, make a perception check. As you're looking around. Twenty-five. Okay, hold on. Twenty-five. Cool. Roll a D four for me. Two. Two. All right. Roll a D seven. I'm sorry, a uh, D10 for me. Three. Three? Okay. Okay, no problem. So uh, with that look, you can see behind you, uh, looks like a herd of minotaur. Or not Minotaur, um, mix them two up. Centaur, roaming uh, with a uh, rich brown chestnut uh, horse bodies with these uh, accompanying half torsos forming as they're uh, racing past about 30, 40 yards away. Just go uh, pressing by. You see... Far off in the distance to right, it looks like a line of dust or lights or something kind of pulsating and moving sporadically, almost kind of buzzingly. And the night sky is leading to your far right off to this twinkling light far off to the right, uh, off in the distance to the right, right. whatever that is. Um you hear now a pounding uh, again, a lot louder from your uh, left, coming in the direction of where the uh, trees changed a little bit. Okay. A lot, uh, a lot louder. You don't know whether it be by distance or by size. All right, I'm gonna you start. feel the earth slightly shake a little bit with each. I want to start walking towards the uh, twinkling light. I guess the twinkling where, light. Yeah, where it meets the horizon in the sky. All right, cool. So you're off twinkling, uh, looking for the twinkling light. Say uh, as you start uh, off in that direction, you see the line that you see is miles and miles away from you as you start kind of uh you go begin walking out of these this uh forest and looking over these rolling hills and now that you kind of have this uh purpose of direction where you're walking you can see that the the distance is unfathomable uh, uh, apart do you still wish to walk in that direction it's just like wow that's not uh gonna be just the night's journey more than welcome to. Just you would see this difference. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, amongst the journey here, it is uh, 
You will have traveled for make survival check actually. Look at that survival. Sixteen. Sixteen. Cool. Um, over the course of the next two or so hours, as you uh, believe it to be, what you could perceive, you slowly begin to catch up to a long stream of uh, pixies and little fairy folk-looking sized creatures, all making their way along a giant caravan that is leading in the direction of this lit up sparkling light. Okay. Um, uh, they're all just kind of speaking and making little comments himself. And as they're all just slowly just kind of moving along and I see some of them flying ahead, but between others that are just kind of mo- uh, meandering at their own pace. Uh, can I overhear anything that they're saying or what they're talking about? See, your perception's been pretty good. Let's see what you see here. Um, you hear a uh, two uh, as you come walking up, just kind of keeping a bit of a distance. Uh, there is these two uh, creatures, probably about five foot or five five foot uh, five inches, six inches in height. Going well. Do you have all your preparations? I wasn't expecting this much of a rush. And then the other one goes, no, I thought you had the preparations. I, I brought the gifts. Did you bring that the stock? No, I didn't bring the inventory. I only brought the gifts. You said you were going to bring the preparations. No, I brought the gifts. And they're both arguing back and forth. Um, walking uh, to uh, pass another bunch, you see a, a family, it looks like, or a female-looking creature uh, floating kind of telling three other little fairy folk or fairy little uh pixies kind of buzzing next to it as they're just uh slowly just meandering in their line um and when you get here don't lose track we stay together it's going to be a big party big it only happens once every hundred years don't get lost so you okay. pick up so you pick up uh you pick up the just that there is a long line long line of pixies fairy folk or these little buzzed tinkerbell like creatures all in line to attend a party and now kind of looking over some of them have almost looks like backpacks kind of like uh gear like they're going to enjoy an event kind of like a festival in style like they're packing for um preparations and rations for themselves but then you see a, some of them also have uh, boxes of wrapped of uh boxes of like presents wrapped up and stuff too um any of them notice me or have made any inkling as to what I'm doing there? Are you trying to be stealthy? No. No? Are you trying to... What are you doing just kind of walking by? Just. I, I want to know, see who, if uh, anybody's going to notice me to talk to me or recognize, like, if I'm out of place. You're like, definitely out of place. De- you're definitely out of place, but they don't, pi- they don't pay 
much attention to you at all. If you do walk by, they see you. They're kind of doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. Am I moving faster than they are at the speed that I'm going naturally? Would oh, it's I kind be, of kind of back and uh, would no. I be able to get to the front of whatever line there is? You can try. You don't know how long it'll take for you to get to the front of the line. Upon looking up, you look up, look up, and it's one of those just endless lines that you don't know how long yeah. is. Um, I look to whatever ferries to the next of me. Uh, try and get its attention. To Make talk. persuasion check. Six. Um, you go over to a. Uh, a pixie that you see uh, buzzing around, looking in a pouch it has, uh, or not a pouch, like a pack. It's looking around and kind of pulling out bottle after bottle after bottle. And it's got a couple smaller little like wine looking bottles of sorts of corks on them and it's little arms. And it's only like this big. So it's little bits and uh, it has a sword rapier and it sends, pulls out and goes, go, leave me alone. Kind of shooing away at you, pointing the sword and like, go. Okay. Um, he didn't want to be spoken to. Uh, I'll try different approaches, do something different. Leave him alone. I'll just keep walking further up the line until I maybe see or uh, if anybody stands out that looks like they could be important. Um, as to what exactly is going on. Make a make a perception check. Twenty-three. These all look almost like common folk at where you're at. These look like your basic uh, common folk class. Okay. Um, I'll say with, with that much of a 20, 23, you're up on the top of a hill too by this point, kind of walking with his lines uh, next to it. And as you look back, you can see that it uh, stretches and bends off to the uh, – so if you're looking back at it, you're looking at it, and as it stretches and bends off to the left and whoops and, – or loops far off for miles, mile or two, three miles as it bends off. You just see this faint light glow. And trailing the other end, you see this uh, other line. It just, it's kind of like uh, Dragon Ball Z, Shenron, or not Shenron, when you're looking on the runway. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's got to end somewhere, right? And you uh, see where it ends is that dot, but. All right. Um... Hmm. Decision, gonna, decision, decisions. I'm going to wild shape back into the uh, bipedal creature thing that I did before. Prior okay. other thing. Um, and assuming that's probably going to give me more speed than what I currently have and just start going more towards that star and keep running down the line, I guess. Okay. Uh, you travel... How long can you wild shape for? How many hours? Uh, one... Hold on here. One hour. One hour. Um, 
you get you you get a little further. You have a movement speed of forty, so a little bit faster. Um, dashing even at eighty speed. I mean, first hour you get going for a little bit, pop up into Azoth after take a peering and looking, and probably have a couple days journey upon you. This is looks like a a daunting task for everything to line up for. So if you wish to go to the front of it, the line, you must, must be worth it. All right. I'm going to keep at it. I'll say it's must, I'll say you with your answer, with your perception and insight, it must be worth it for these, for these creatures. Right. To do it. Uh, yeah. Since I, um, Yeah, I'm just going to keep going. Okay, cool. Uh, if, um, if they stop to rest or whatever, like if the, the as a whole they stop, I'll stop too. But if, if they're still going along at whatever clip, I'm just going to keep going. Okay, nothing. Uh, so just for direction from me, for, for me, what is the, what will make Azoth say, I'm done? and turn around what's going to make him stop until he goes or how far is he going to journey how long what what is going to cause him to turn around um at this point the only thing i think that would take me away from doing it is if i've got some sign or an inkling of finding howard remus or finks whether it's overhearing somebody talking about them the strangers that were here that don't look like them and then inquiring requesting them for more information as to where they are Make perception check. All right. With advantage. Because you popped and turned into one of these little creatures. Mm. What color would you be if you turned into one of these little creatures? Um, uh, just like exactly like the one that I saw. The bright, shiny. Are you, is that what you're? Yeah, like what color, like what color scheme are you turning to? Would you have the same uh, mirroring, the same yeah, creature? Like, I, w- I would have looked at like whatever feather that I took off of or picked up and mm-hmm. mimicked that one. Okay. Uh, 25, by the way. Okay. I'll say, uh, roll, roll a D six for me. What's your dex modifier? Zero. Okay, cool. That's great. Six. All right. Six days in, you've just been traveling, just nonstop feeling and traveling with this uh, line of creatures. And you don't know really what, where they're going there. You don't know exactly what is happening other than it's a party or a gathering of sorts. People are bringing gifts. Um, you, I'll say that with your perception and your, your roles that you do pick up that they are going to the city of Glint Peak enough of these creatures have mentioned that and they can't believe that they're getting together for the changing of the seasons sorry turning of the seasons turning of the seasons uh it only happens once every hundred years and they don't know uh 
they don't mention anything specifically about anyone named Howard, Finks, or Remus. But they do mention about this uh, human in a yellow cloak that attempted to drown an Augie. Okay. Um, At the Oasis. Okay. So I want to, overhearing that, I'll I'll prod uh, the the creature for more information about that. Where the Oasis, what happens. Uh, Creature, a little uh, taken back by your just kind of sudden jump into the conversation. Oh, yes. I did. the uh the 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 human the human that drowned that that tried to kill the augie oh man there's a could, could i have assumed that there would have been more than one spare the dying cast what do you mean if there was more things in the pool at the time oh yeah yeah okay absolutely uh yeah the the the, the weird the weird uh fellow the uh no one knows what he was, but or who he is, but apparently he tried to disturb one of the Augies at the Oasis, uh, all the way back in the uh, in the woods. How far back? Um, looks up, points back, looks back. About seven days travel. Did they get in trouble for it? Did they get caught? Well, they certainly got what came, what was coming to them. Uh, not so much in trouble. I guess it's a matter of perspective. Well, as you can probably tell, I'm not from around here. So when somebody tries to uh, kill an Augie, uh, what comes of them? Oh, well, anyone that tries to do any harm at the Oasis has to speak for themselves to the uh, Green Warden. That's uh, not exactly fun for anyone, but... Did you say Green Hornet? Warden. The Green Warden. And yes. I'm assuming the Green Warden is at the Oasis, which is about seven days back. Uh, he may be there. Sometimes he's not always present, but uh, he knows about everything that goes on there. He's kind of like their guardian, protector. Would the Green Warden be going to this uh, turning of the seasons at Glint Peak? Probably will show up eventually. Um, Don't know if he's there yet, but it's a big event. Hopefully. Hopefully he'll make an appearance. Okay. I'm going to keep going forward. (laughs) Okay. All right. So you begin your journey forward. Um, you still same thing until you get to where you're going or what is the stopping cause? Same. Same. Now, now I'm, I, I'm hoping to run into uh, the green warden at Glint peak. Got it. Okay. Make perception or, check. Or if he comes across the line somehow for whatever reason, perception. Yeah. 17. 17 uh looking for anything that can resemble the color green now 
which surprisingly, uh, it being daytime for you, the color is vibrant as all hell here. It is nice. It is colorful. The grass has this luscious green line to it that kind of sways with this ever just faint uh, roll of the air, just kind of faint breeze uh, as it just flows in the wind. You see there is now flower petals just sporadically just kind of appearing and floating in the in the wind. And uh, there is no one that would be a green warden here, but there's a hell lot of little uh, two-inch or little five-inch pixies and sprites. And oh, now that you're kind of looking around, you see a satyr or two. Uh, there is now a centaur that has slowly joined the ranks of this line moving forward. Uh, I want to talk to the centaur. Oh, you walk over to the centaur. This is a, uh, let's see real quick. Let me just make sure I get his name. Uh, you, uh, uh, <clears throat> you go up to this uh, horse or the centaur that has hit this brown body with these big, large white, spots and it and uh has uh strapped in gear and almost some magic books of sorts it looks like uh seeing a sigil on one of the textbooks strapped to its uh waist sides it uh has a cloak and rope around it as it walking up to it just kind of walks past you just how are you are you going directly at it it's it's probably walking by it's it's walking at some point and it may just pass you yeah i'm gonna try and get its attention all right hello friend i uh name is nikolov can i can i help you as you try and hail it over yeah um uh, I asked Nikolov, uh, I say, um, hello, sir. Uh, what, what is your, uh, your profession? If I might ask, I, I, I like your, uh, your cloak and books. Ah, my profession. I'm a, a dazzler of tricks and he does his hands and you see little come up off of it as he has not stopped. He is just kind of stepping forward still. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll keep pace with him. Talk and walk. Got um, it. Ask if he's going to Glint Peak. Going to Glint Peak. Why, yes. Why, yes, I am. The uh, turning of the seasons only comes around every now and then. And I am lucky to be a part of uh, the experience, as you would say. It is a bit of a chilly, chilly adventure for me to, uh, to partake upon myself. But, hey, it's better than the Winter Woods. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Winter Woods. That's... Um... Ask him by any chance if he knows the Green Warden. Green Warden? I, um, <laughs> no, I unfortunately do not. I know that there are some other herds of centaurs that uh, patrol the uh, his woods in their own herds, but uh, I do not. I'm a different, more of a loner, some would say. I like to keep to myself and uh, practice my bedazzlements. Solitude until I'm called upon. <laughs> okay. Um. 
Ask him how fast he is. Fast? I, uh, I have a speed of roughly, I think, 50 feet. Hold on. Horse speed. Ivy. 50 feet. 60 feet. The uh, speed of about uh, 60 feet. Probably double of what you would do. <laughs> um, see, uh, kind of pulls uh, one of his cloaks back that you see is done up in this really nice big uh, thick fur on the inside. Um, is now you're kind of looking over. You see it's tan. It's this red, uh, rich tanned leather that uh, possibly from a deer or a elk, something magical, maybe a magical mystical beast. Okay. You see a uh, talking to him now over at his side. He has got a little uh, hand bow, hand uh, crossbow. As uh, you see him kind of grab another book out and start to peruse as it as he's walking. Okay. Um, how long do you think it's going to take you to get to Glint Peak? Uh, probably will take us about another up in the sky four days or so no need you to make a wisdom saving throw Sixteen. Sixteen. all right um you start to feel kind of stuck in this pace that everyone's walking in there's almost a cadence to it that probably wouldn't seem so long of a travel if you just walked with them. Um... With the line, not him. I'll correct that. Make sure. Um... Um, okay. Um, you're not feeling compelled to go forward. I'll say there's nothing magically pushing you. Can I step off to the side away from the line? You can step off to the side. He does not. And he just kind of begins to walk a little bit back in pace you step off um uh decisions decisions are they even here still anymore that's the true question All right, hold on. What you doing? Um, she didn't give you a. She didn't tell you how many days ago or when the incident with at the at the uh, oasis happened either. No. Um, 
All right, I'm going to ask uh, Nikolov if he heard about the incident at the Oasis. Nikolov, at this point, I'll say, is about 15 feet up ahead if you step off a side. And I can't catch up to him? I mean, you, could, you can catch him up. So do you run, you run back up to him? Yeah. You run up, he goes, oh, hello, are you going with us now? I, uh... I tell him, yeah. I say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you guys for a little bit longer. Uh, hey, did you, uh, did you hear about what happened over at the Oasis? With the uh, uh, guy in the yellow coat? Yes, that was about uh, uh, two, two, three weeks ago, unfortunately. Did yeah. You any more information as to what happened with the uh, Green Warden and those guys? Um, well, I, I think they went over to the, uh, the Tree of Souls, uh, the Willow. Um, I don't know if they're still there hanging around, but... Where's that at? Uh, and he points back off in a southern west, uh, southwestern direction, uh, kind of in the direction of where the line started, similar to where you kind of were. Not exactly nearby, but in that general direction, but more west, pointing towards the tree line of the pines. All right. Um, all right. Um, I guess I'm going to wild shape into a wolf and run off into that direction. Okay. Cool. So pick up with that when we pick up. All right. So we got um, Howard. Remus and Finks. Um, Finks, you hear us? Nope. All good. All right. So you guys uh, had walked off in the direction of the Willow of Souls. What you guys doing? You guys are walking off there. Um, anything specific? You looking for anything? What are you guys doing as you're walking off in the direction of the Willow Souls? I think we're. I'm just trying to see if there's any like trail markers or anything, and just follow this path to the big Willow tree that might have souls in it. I don't know. All right. All right. So, um, so just for just for just uh just kind of to set it up, you guys are you're currently running on about eight hours of no sleep. You were last told that it was getting dark. And as you're looking up now, uh, where, where you guys pick up in the story, it is slowly approaching nightfall, and you guys are going to go for the, uh, towards the willow. Correct? Yes. Okay. I believe so, yeah. All right, I'm just making uh, sure. We, we didn't want to stay at the Oasis. That was your call. I just want to make sure where we picked up yeah. from there. You guys were not going to stay at the Oasis. Things had just long rested. I hadn't really done anything for like four hours. Mm-hmm. And Howard... Just... Short rest. Yeah. Okay. You say you guys had... Uh, you guys are just hanging out, laying around. Um, you go making a journey. Make survival checks. Whoever's leading this, this uh, who, who wants to lead the the survival check as you guys are traversing and looking. Um, I've got a I got a plus three to survival. 
because I have a plus one. So thanks. Lead the way, my man. All right, thanks. Roll the nine. Nice. Twelve. Pretty confident about that nine. So don't you tell me any otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. So you rolled a nine. Um, you begin off in a western direction from the oasis. You start to wander aimlessly, just hoping that the direction that you were pointed in is is going to lead you to something specific. You you have no idea what you're looking for, and you're probably walking for roughly two or three hours. Uh, two of you have dark vision; one of you does not. So, I'll say it is a very moonlit evening. Howard, vision is a little hard for you. You all occasionally hear the as of uh, tree branches cracking and the snap as uh, animals traverse, critters, whatever they may be. And you're kind of a little aimlessly. I need you all to make wisdom saving throws. Twenty two. At 20 for 24. I got. Hold on. 19. 19. You all have this urge and creep of paranoia of something creeping up behind you. And it fades away fairly, uh, fairly quick. See your per passive perception. You wouldn't see it. You won't see that. All right. Um, see Howard. Howard and Finks. As you had this uh, feeling of being followed, you kind of turn around. And you think you saw something skirt its way up one of the pine trees off to the side. Almost a, a, a figure of, of something just almost dart from the shadows to the shadow from just one part of the tree and just... Climb up in the darkness. You can come down now. No response. I throw a rock. No response. About 40 feet up, you see just darkness underneath the caping, the tree, just as you're looking up. Hmm. Well, the rock didn't work. There must Thanks. be nothing up there. Saving throw for me. Uh, wisdom? Wisdom saving throw. Yep. Can I throw a dagger? 13. 13. All right. You're throwing a dagger following yeah. where he threw the rock? Yeah. Attack with disadvantage? All right. Because you don't know what you're throwing at, but I feel like you're throwing with with. I'm, I'm just direction. throwing my psychic dagger, yeah. I'm throwing where I think he hit. Where the darkness is. 
Oh god, I did I clicked the thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I realized that was just it's quicker to roll. You I'm pretty sure I think it's a plus four to attack. Oh no, it's a plus, plus five. Six. Is it six? It's a plus six to attack. It is, yeah. Fifteen. Oh yeah, you all got your proficiency bonus. I forgot about that. Fifteen. Um you oh, launch. Wait. I have a question though. Yeah. Would my assassinate feat work feature work for that? So would it be just my regular roll? What do you mean? What do you uh no oh, you me roll? okay. No, 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 no. No. Not not yet. No. Because okay. you don't know what you're throwing at. You don't know what is there. Okay. So what happens with a 15? Throw a 15. No, no response. No, per, uh, no hit, no nothing. There's nothing there. Or nothing that you hit. Aww. You feel the psychic energy just kind of suck back to you. A little, little bit of a brain freeze because you're like, ah, for nothing, okay? Yes. But I want. Can I use a prestidigitation and do like a shower of sparks over there to try and see what's up there? Yeah, make um. You do prestidigitation. Yeah, Yeah. you cast uh, prestidigitation and uh, make a perception check. It's in the dark. You have dark. You have disadvantage, or you have dark vision. So. That's twenty. You uh, light up the underneath of this tree where you see Fink's throw rock, and you see the mark where the rock kind of scraped apart part of one of the logs, and you see a uh, a marking in the wood where you threw your dagger. Looking up the pine tree, it is nothing. There's nothing here. It's empty. You see like little bug. You see like little bug bugs, and you see Mm. like little centipedes, maybe just. Scurrying out of the source of light, you see a couple moths fly towards the light. Interesting. There's nothing up there. We should keep moving. Okay. <laughs> Thanks leads the way. Start leading the way. Um, make another survival check. Ah, seven. We're improving. Seven. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You start to uh, traverse. I would, I would say if if we're yeah. there's no veering off the path. Like I would say something if things tried to take us off. Like there is no path, by the way. Oh, there is no path. There I is there no path. Like a sign. No, a sign pointed in the direction. That was okay. all you guys were given. There's no path. Wild. You guys are. Just following a sign. All right. In the middle of the night. Sign falling at night. Woo. Uh, do you do anything? <laughs> Souls delight. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah. do>. <laughs> um, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> I guess yeah, keep going. Make a one more survival check with me. Money. 
Okay, okay 13. That one's better. Thirteen. Um, you see far off in the distance, about hundred yards or so. Looks like there is a clearing, almost breaking, with a large tree-like figure out of your just just beyond your distance of what you can see clearly. You see something that looks like a a larger tree or something that looks different that is breaking than just these pine trees that are large in their own right, but they're all kind of monotonous and all the same and just all generic. Right. Um, make wisdom saves for me, everyone, please. 22. 22. Six. Four. All right, thanks. Um, you begin walking towards the uh, towards the tree off in the direction Let's see um got it Remus and Howard, as you see things kind of walk off, you both are f- struck with this fear that something is out there in this forest. And you start to feel that every way you look, there are things just beyond your view. Every time you go to turn, you feel like you see shadows, almost like out of your peripherals where you're looking. Mm-mm. What's there? Thanks. Are you sure you this start is the to right feel- way? Yes, I'm sure this is the right way. There's a whispering in your in the back of your head that is just creeping up and pushing that is making it hard to concentrate and find which way you're going. And you start to hear this chattering of of almost like claw-like mandibles snapping together, just start to creep up within your ear canal. You just start to hear this sound. Mm. Don't like that. Are you absolutely sure, Finks, this was the right way? I've been sure this whole time. Make constitution yes. saving throws. Oh, Everybody. my. 14? Oh, I'm sorry, not you, Finks. All right. Howard and Remus. 18. I like that face. <laughs> uh, natural one, plus two, so three. There is this pulsating, th- throbbing fear that you are being watched and every way you go to turn you see a shadowed figure reaching out and after you wait me too no howard you feel this um just inciting fear in in all directions something is coming to get you something is beyond these trees looking at you uh striking fear okay it is uh hard to make decisions and you're starting to hit that fight or flight syndrome of what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Howard, can you miss this step? I can actually hold on. Go into the clearing. Can you take us? The clearing is a hundred yards up from you. Oh, ass. It's up. It's far off in the distance. You see it far out there. 
I'm going to try and reason with Howard here. I'm going to take out my well, like ready my quarter staff just in case shadows start lunging at me. Shillelagh of justice. Shillelagh of justice. <laughs> you guys see uh, Howard is extremely paranoid looking around. Uh, make a deck save. Uh, Howard. Natural 20. Natural oh. 20. All right. You take eight points of psychic damage as as you're jumping and trying to move and move over. You feel these uh, something is every time the shadow figure is pushing in or you're avoiding it. You feel this gnawing uh, sensation that the eyes are watching you. And you feel this, you can hear almost this mandible pincher-like noise in the back of your head uh, ripping into your mind a little bit as if something is watching you beyond. What do Um, we see? You guys see Howard basically freaking out that he's being watched by everything and he's just presently ready to take a swipe at something. And uh, he looks like he's maybe even hearing and trying to He's hearing like this noise in his ears, this pinching noise. Can I use that the Mauder G spell to give the, the booming voice effect just to call Howard's name? Yeah. You hear things go, Howard! It booms. It, it, it's loud. Like you could hear it loud. And then I want to cast the sanctuary spell on Howard. Sanctuary. What does sanctuary do right now? All right. You ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who who targets the warded creature um, has to pass a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. It has to pick a new target or lose the attacker spell. Okay. More or less, unless Howard starts attacking things, this will protect him from um, attacks. Okay. Let's see. Thing is, is it... Not sure if it's relevant here, but I want to play it. Um... Hell yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, so let me just um I like it. I think it's a cool idea. Okay, what's your DC? Um 14. And it's a first level spell. Um Okay. I don't know if it technically would work, but I'll say just for the rolls. Contest them. You feel this uh, this pulsating, throbbing sense of fear kind of leave your psyche, Howard. Um, and I'll say with the last bit of it, you began to hear these alien insectoidish, like, ah, yeah, yeah, type voice of, come to us. Our holes, the nest, the hive. <laughs> come to us, come. <laughs> come to the hole. Howard's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking around, phrasing. Um, oh. Turns back to the group. Uh, so I think there's some insects that want us to quote unquote come to their hole. Insects. Yeah, I don't know. It's 
that's what's in my head right now. Well, we haven't. It's else uh, with with uh, as you guys see, Fink's. Do you, where, uh, how do you cast Sanctuary? How do I cast it? How do you cast it? Yeah. Um, a, a small silver a small silver mirror is required for your if you okay. wish to, if you wish to use a component. But I mean, how are you clerically pulling this off? What are you doing? Um. I guess I'm just kind of taking the, the reflective surface and just kind of shining light, light on it and uh, kind of covering Howard with it. Nice. Just oh, kind of uh, trying to ward away the the negative energy around him and give yeah. him a, a safe space. So you guys see uh, Finks pull out this little uh, circular uh, cupped mirror. And as he's looking over at the, looking for it and looking for a moon, you're like, that one right there. Okay. You kind of get the light and you start to angle this moonlight over. And as he hits you in the eye a little bit, it snaps you out of this fear. And you guys all see this faint moonlight uh, kind of coat Howard as the fear and this noise prodding your ears dissipates. So you're no longer hearing the noise and... Um, I also want to give Howard the blessing of the trickster. Okay. Which is um, advantage on dexterity checks for stealth. Okay. Got it. Mm. We should we should continue and approach this tree carefully. Okay. Um, because you said carefully, you wish to make stealth checks. Yes. Please. Everyone yeah. Now, every, yeah. Everyone now is going to try to be stealthy. <laughs> oh, I got a 17. 17. 21. Nice. Nine. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what would it have been without it, though? Uh, seven. Hmm. A lot worse. Two more. No, Those were uh, it's worth it. You guys uh, feeling cautiously now with uh, an image or a purpose or something of a direction, possibly, to head towards... You uh, begin walking towards this, as you get closer, a willow tree that is massive by all stature. This is uh, the trunk upon walking into this clearing. Uh, There's a willow tree in the center of a clearing of any uh, tree life or anything around it by 25 yards around. The tree itself is 150 feet in width diameter, just wrapped huge, big, thick willow tree as it grows up tall. Uh, four hundred feet tall, four fifty. This is huge. It's large, and it just just dangles. With all these little uh, um, branches and vines, and make perception checks because you see dangling high up amongst the trees little white pods of sorts. Eight. Also, eight. Uh, natural 20. For there we 24. go. Um, you all begin looking up, and they look like uh, woven, like. Almost like spiders, where they like they wrap up a creature, 
in this uh like almost like a silk like wrapping mm. but they're dangling by pods by like strands uh this massive ancient tree and in size comparison if the tree was probably like regular size this these little pods would probably be about the size of almost like a caterpillar cocoons but these are massive uh howard natural 20 if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. looking up these look like caterpillar uh almost like caterpillar cocoons but humanoid in shape and now that you're making the connections you're looking around you see a large figure moving amongst the top of the trees between the branches down you see a 10 foot long caterpillar just making its way with all of its feet as it comes climbing down and with a uh, it was an anamorphic looking face kind of looks over and goes why hello hi you guys uh it's expecting you i felt your connection uh took you a little bit to get out here it seems uh let's let's get better acquainted ah you must be the warden and you see a bunch of little silk strands just dropping from the tree. Three of them uh, particular. These big, uh, goopy, just... I grab one right away. Yeah, it's about... I'm on. Big, tight rope. You grab it. It's a little sticky, a little tacky. And just pulls you up into the tree. You guys see Fink's go... He disappears about 150 feet up into bushes. I say I just shake my head and grab it. And uh, hopefully get shot up into the tree. I do the same. You guys get pulled up into a uh, makeshift platform that is offset a little bit within the trees. And there is a table you see sitting on this platform with two chairs and a couple wooden cups. You see the this caterpillared figure come uh, making its way up. It is a rich blue with purple swirls and um, almost like dragonfly looking wings off of it as it's climbing up over. Why? Hello. Howard, is it? Ah, yes. I'm sorry about being in your head the other day. I uh, wasn't expecting you to grab the wand. Oh, so that was you. Yes, yes, this was me. I uh, name is this name this... is brought to you, Oogie. Alad. <laughs> no, it's Oogie. Oogie. Uh, Oogie Games over at 2406 Niagara Falls, New York. Um, you said Alid? Alid. Alid. A-L-I-D. Alid. Uh, hello, Alid. Nice to meet you, I guess, finally. So I guess this, so. This one's... Uh, He's curled up little... on this platform around the other half of it, kind of on this uh, platform you guys are standing on. It's like 10 feet wide. By two by uh, 
15 feet long, stretched. You see there is a couch that he's kind of slumping himself up onto, covered in silk. So this wand that you were saying was yours, I'm presuming? Yes, Uh, I loaned it. Yes, well, one of the Augies have taken it and has disappeared. So I am sorry for losing your wands. Do you happen to have another? I know. I uh, thought I gave that one to someone that was clearly a little more brighter than I took him to be. But we're working on that now. Yeah. As he grins. Who are you? Can I make an insight check? The name's Alad. What? Yeah, but who are like what? What do you do? Who am I? Yeah, who who are you? I am Alad, a uh, fey entity. You may call me. I like to watch over things and poke fun when I can. And fortunately, my judge of character is not the best. So that's, that's okay. where we are. Where you are. Those are very different questions. All right, so where are we? You guys are in the Feywild. Oh. You guys must have crossed over somewhere. I felt uh, felt a connection strike when you grabbed the wand. I don't so know how, how do you guys cross came back, through, but I was expecting you at some point, I, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I believe so. Um, how do we Why? cross back? Crossing back, I uh, just have to find a a portal, a nexus. But be careful. There are some weird things that happen when you do. What were you saying, Remus? Weird how? Uh, sorry, what was that? Was that one in response to weird? Uh, yeah. Weird how what? I'm sorry. Weird, he said weird things that happen. Well, you know, uh, weird as in, you may not remember your little journey here. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is like the fifth time. I just don't believe anything's real anymore, to be quite frank with you, sir. So That's all fair. That's all fair. Yes. So what's with the, the platform and the table? Why are you expecting us? Why are you expecting him? Well... That wand for long to someone, which your insight, what was it? A check? Oh, um, it was a 17. 17? Yeah. Uh, when he said taking care of it, he was looking at a very specific cocoon, about five feet in height, wrapped up, hmm. dangling. Approximately how far away is it dangling up from me? Perception check. Also, while I'm just berating this man with questions, mm-hmm. I would like to do my hand thing to assess how much he is worth. <laughs> I, I, like I just do it as like a hand gesture when I'm talking, like. Rolled a 12, you, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. 120 feet away, hanging up 
directly up to you, tucked away in a little patch of uh, dangling from a little patch off. Okay. But you guys are, so you guys are roughly about two, you guys are roughly, oh, 120 feet up in the air. You guys were up on the platform. Anthony, so you, you said there was like cups out on the table? Yeah, almost like he set, he set a table with two cups just kind of sitting there for you guys. So um, I've got that wine from the the, the church, you know, mm-hmm. in a skin. I'm just going to pour two glasses of that and offer one to Elid while they're going Going to look in the cup? There is one cup with, with a drink already. Oh. So if you wish to, uh, he goes, are you guys thirsty? I have some, uh, if you wish for it. I do. I take whatever he offers. Cool. Let's go take a sip. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So I'm going to point up to the one hanging up there. Uh, what's in these cocoons, especially that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you wish to do anything else besides take a sip from the wine? No? I still want to know how much he's worth. How much he's worth? Uh, you looking at how much he's worth? You're seeing a uh, a lot of decimals, a lot of zeros okay. being tallied up next to him. A lot, All right. a lot, a lot. This is the uh, you're looking at the video gamer. The video gamer in you is looking over at this going. Yo, good luck. At, good, good luck. <laughs> but if we could, if we could, I see. Do you humor the thought when you when you make this connection? What is that? Huh? If you look at the, if you look at him and see how much he's worth, and it's a lot. Oh yeah, I think about it. How much do you humor it? Just like if you just kind of think about it, like how how half heartingly would you consider it? Just I mean, to... I'd, I'd assess it a little bit, but I'd uh, if I figured quickly that it, we couldn't handle it as the three of us, then I wouldn't really dive too far in right now. Okay. All right. So, like, realistically, like five seconds. Five seconds. Most. You're good then. All right. Um, he looks up at the one. He goes, "There." Um, looks over at you. And goes, "Have you ever been offered patronage, and then been slapped in the face?" Sure, I suppose so. No. Well, I have quite a few times, which goes to say a lot for my judging character, but the house always wins. You would call... Go on. Whose house? I was going to say, this runs house. uh, Wouldn't it happen to have uh, some black ooze hiding in a basement? It wouldn't be that kind of house you're talking about by chance, would it? Black ooze. I just want to make sure it's not his house. No. Okay, good. We're good. 
as uh, he looks over at his tree. What kind of ooze were you talking about? Oh, uh, black pudding. It's it's from like a distant land where they they take a creature, they chop them up, and they use the blood to coagulate it and make it into a pudding. It's called black pudding. It's actually really good if you have the right spices and stuff. The DM in me says, ew. But he goes, huh, sounds tasty. Um, make, make persuasion check. See how his personality is. He's entertained by you, your presence. Okay. 16. 16. All right, you're charming. You're entertaining him. Uh, well, I'm, I'm more of a... Uh, purveyor of gifts and I like to grant abilities and help dreams come true and let people change who they once were unfortunately not all of my patrons are honest as he looks up These dreams wouldn't be literal by chance, would they? Oh, quite. Oh, quite. Interesting. Quite. I help people reach them. Hmm. I turn back to Remus and Finks. I mean, he could take us to that place, I suppose. Before I ask a favor, what is in it for you? Because nothing is for free, of course. Well, do what I ask, do what I will, what I bid, the, no matter how little or big it is, I give you a little power, you do a little bit for me with that power. It's a working relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is Remus shaking his head like, uh, yeah, I'm basically I'm 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 good, sir. Thank you, but no, no, thank you. I feel like I've already made that mistake, and I'm already as he just cracks his just. That was actually good. Um. Yeah. No, I felt like I've already made that mistake, so I'll think about your offer for now. Very well. If you're looking for anything wonderful, or. uh wondrous or out of reach maybe i can help but it does come at a price Mm. or a task i suppose so uh anything you guys want to know and more wine of course of course as he uh walks over and grabs a bottle out of the couch and pops it and corks it pours it for you here. I do want Ready? to give him the wine from the uh, the church, though, as a oh. trade. Thank you. Takes it. Do you pour it for him, or you hand him the bottle yeah, as pour is? Pour him in the other glass. Share, clink glasses, hand you a glass. He drinks right. it. To our new friend. And I'll drink with him. Ah. Anything else you ask him of while you're here? Oh, you're up in here. 
Can we take refuge here for the night? My sure. My sure. May uh may sleep here as you will. And with that, you see him uh bring two of his hands together and go. And with that, the couch puffs away that he was on, and you see three beds. Yes. Please lay down. Sleep peacefully. I uh I offer my uh my safety. Sleep uh, restfully, if you will. All right. I'll take him up on it. So you, you hop into one of the beds? Yeah. All right. You hop into a bed? This guy's awesome. This guy's awesome. Anything else you wish to ask him, learn from him? You guys want to know where you guys are at? What are you guys doing? What's up? So you said the way out of here would be through a portal where by chance would be the nearest portal how do we get there they um etc kind of pop up sporadically a little bit random but with someone with the right powers we can cause one can force one open but uh comes at a great strain upon someone such as me so what are you willing to do Mm, that depends. How exactly do you cause one? I'm actually very curious. We have our ways. Some creatures that are native to this just have the ability. Others just kind of rip and open at random. But, you know. May just have to be lucky sometimes. Some people come here not so lucky. They just kind of find themselves here by accident, and it's quite a shame when they need to go home. Oh well. Interesting. And if, big if, we were to take you up on this, what exactly would it cost us? You three. Let me sit on it. I may have something, but it would be a bit of a bit of a task. Bit of a task indeed. I do have some annoyances to deal with, and the warden hasn't been helping with it. Yeah, about him. I tried to summon him earlier, and didn't go oh. quite as I planned. Good luck with that. Um. He's not really sunburned at your beck and call, but he does dish out just desserts. Alrighty, well, I thank you. And I'm going to go over to his little, I guess, bed version, cot, whatever. And just kind of okay. sit. Go to one of the beds. You guys are chilling up in the middle of a huge willow tree, about 200 feet, no, 150 feet up in the air on a kind of think of a makeshift uh, half-assed tree fort 
where it's just got like just the base offset a little bit and by magic it's just held there and by magic some furniture has been placed there by this uh creature all right you guys uh remus you go straight to bed too as well or do you stay it up try to do anything look around i go to bed you go to bed I have one minute. Say it again. All right. What's I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, uh, Tony. Oh, I I have one one thing I wanted to ask him before. Yeah. I want to I want to ask him if he knows about the Fey Knights in the Smoketop Mountains. Ah, I haven't heard about them in quite some time. Ah, man, it's an old fable. Old fable indeed. How do you know about them? Oh, my friend told me. Your friend? Which one? I take out the skull. Huh. Never seen, uh, never seen quite, uh, quite a friend. It looks like, uh, he's a bit bony. Yeah, well, he doesn't need Not all there, some may say, it looks like. Yeah, it's enough of them. <laughs> Uh, what do you know about them? What has he told you? Uh, not much. That they're in the Smoketop Mountains, and I think they might be the ones that made him so bony. I don't know. I don't know what they did in the Smoketop Mountains, but the Fey Knights were supposedly four of the first Eladrin that uh, bridged over from our world to, I'm presuming, yours? They... They took off with cause to help defend and vanquish evil. Oh. They would come and go to the Fae here and there as they please, but they resided mostly in your world quite some time ago. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll keep an eye out for them. Are they of good standing in the in this realm? That's cocked. He looks a little concerned. They used to be favored guests, especially at Glint Peak. Be the one of our one of the uh, more prominent Elven cities. I uh, last time we saw them. Something looked different about them. Their vibrancy was gone. They used to glow like neon or this bright, just everlasting glowing night lights. I, uh, but they lost their, their luster and shine somehow. They sound disgraceful to your kind. Disgrace definitely came upon them. We don't know what, though. They had shown up at the last turning of the seasons. They now, left. Do you have any they, interest in them no longer being around? We'd like answers, I'm sure, but I can care less. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. They never caused me ill harm. Very well. But he uh, lets you know, bringing up with the with the uh, with the lights, 
They were uh, four uh, Eladrin. They were knights that fought for uh, each of the seasons, essentially. They were trained, basically, or standard, just go off and vanquish warrior, kind of like a paladin style, like oath of just just self uh, for vengeance. Uh, Traverse to the material plane to help defend against the uh, gods that chose to do harm. They showed up at the last turning of the season, which was a hundred years ago. They showed up, didn't cause any direct harm with anyone. There was an altercation between them and one of the sons of the summer court. He explains that uh, the knights had, had an argument with, uh, Named Tit- uh, T- uh, Titania's son. If I run into them, is there anything you'd like me to ask on your behalf? You said you wanted answers. I wanted to know what would turn their light so dark or dim because it still burns, just it's not what it used to be. That's all I got for him. Okay. Um, Make a religion check. Sorry, I was muted. Eight. Eight. Uh, Yep. So you heard him talk about Titania, queen of the summer court. She's kind of like a fey god. Okay. Somewhat supposedly good. Not so much evil, but, you know, usually pretty good. All right. Okay, you do that. Anything else you wish to do? All right. Uh, you guys go to sleep. You guys wake the next morning. Tree is empty. You guys are in the platform. Is he there? Uh, Make perception check. Eight. Eight. No, but there are some eggs with a little bit of steam coming off of them on the table. Oh, he made breakfast for us. What's up, Howard? I was gonna say, like, what kind of eggs are they? Like regular eggs, or are these? Like, they look like scrambled eggs. Okay. It's like Making a sure these weren't like caterpillar eggs or something that were. They're on the table. There, there's like some scrambled eggs already made up, cooked up, like plated eggs. Scrambled okay. eggs are just kind of sitting there, just one big large plate. Gotcha. Uh, he's going to look around. Are the cocoons still hanging around? Mm-hmm. There are, now, that, now that it's uh, more of night, or now it's more day, you see that there are easily dozen, two dozen, 40, 50, at least 50 cocoons sporadically placed throughout the tree. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to look towards the one that he was looking off towards where Howard possibly thinks Darrell might be stuck in. And you said how far up again was that? It's 120 feet. 120 feet. All right. Make perception check, everyone. Well, that thinks because eight, eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. six. Man, those eggs are chilling on the table. Looking around, you see there's small rustling in the tops of the trees, very tops beyond view, really. How smooth is the tree if I decided I wanted to climb? The tree is fairly barky with big, uh, for its size, like, the striations in it, you can grab on it. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's scaled. So it's not like the bark is super thin on this big tree. Like the bark is huge and thick. So you could grab purchase and you could probably scale. This is almost like, it's like a rock climbing. Like it's, it's rough and there's inconsistencies and carvings and ledges that you could easily try to grab purchase on. Okay. I will attempt to climb up towards that cocoon. Oh, beautiful. Make acrobatic checks, please. Four. All right. Um, You're getting up there. You're about 20 feet up as you're climbing on a, uh, one of the branches reaching off. Uh, It takes better part of 10 minutes or so. And you start inching your way up and, you see it split off in a wide direction. One goes off to the right and one goes off to the left. And you see them both start to nod up and twist around and lead up towards where you, you think is Jarrell's cocoon. Do you wish to keep going up? Uh, yes. All right. So it splits off to the left and to the right. Both of them kind of, both the branches kind of split off and then split back and start to twirl up. Um, DNA double is a helix kind of mm-hmm. nodding together himself kind of nodding and looping large uh, drapings of like the willow like the uh, the leaves and like the branches and like the, the vines I don't know what the technical what it would be considered are draping down now you can grab it I'm kind of pulling up please make another acrobatics check but you're grabbing them and kind of using that to kind of step and walk yourself up and throughout this a lot better 17 17 um you, you start to feel a little bit uh, like you're almost going to fall off. And now that you're kind of inching your way on your stomach, you start to grab hooks on these, the double helix kind of maneuver, start to grab it up and kind of hook yourself up and you grab part of the, the vine and wrap it around your arm, start to yank itself up. Um, you're now halfway up a vine uh, about 60 feet from Finks and Remus as you are dangling on a vine wrapping up as you're crawling up to another branch that leads you uh, towards towards where Jarrell is. Uh, you probably would have to walk on another branch and try and make one more transition. Okay. Uh, I'm going to continue up until I'm about 25-ish feet away. Okay, you get up to the top of this 
vine you're climbing up uh, rope style uh, pull up onto this offset branch that, cu- that cuts through and Tarzan slink yourself up and over uh, you see that there is a little path that you can walk and follow this log or not log it's like branch cutting up and around mm-hmm. but Sage body is about 25 feet from you now getting your positioning what are you trying to do Okay, it's uh, is it hanging on the branch in front of me or like the one that I'm on right now? It's hanging. So how close up to you are you trying to get? So it's like it's uh, hanging from a branch above you. Okay, perfect. So you still would have to go up more if you're trying to get to it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I'm going to actually misty step from where I'm at to right above the cuckoo, like on the branch above Jarrell. Oh, so um, is that invo-, invo or is it a spell? Uh, it's a f- actual spell. It's uh so grab out your book and you start to look over a page and <laughs> you're on the branch above to where Jarell is. Uh, looking down, you could see about the size of your foot, about the size of your leg is this long, uh, the, the thickness of your leg, this long gooey strand of silk that drape that pulls from where the branches and meets this cocoon as it feeds in and is taut and close to it. Okay. Um, if he can, he's going to try to like reach down and see if he can pull the cocoon upwards towards him. <laughs> Make a strength check. <laughs> so just so you know, yep. you're on a branch that is about two feet width. Mm-hmm. And you're you're gonna try and pull it up on this. You have nothing to keep balance. Yep, it checks out because I rolled a two. Perfect. Um, as you go to pull up on this branch, uh, on part of the silk, you go to pull up, and uh, it slips as you begin to fall, and you are dangling now as you fall off part of the uh, lose your footing on the branch. And, sl- and go to fall, and you are holding on to part of the silky thread holding on to the cocoon now. Oh, so I'm basically ho- hanging on to... You're hanging on to the, the thread of the cocoon, just holding there. Okay, well, then I will lower myself down more towards the cocoon. So, like, I'm actually hanging you're, on it then. You're on the cocoon? Yep. Uh, get good enough where I can hold on with one arm securely. Reach into my coat. Okay. Pull out the siphon dagger. Yeah. And I'm going to stab it. Uh, make an attack roll. Uh, 18 plus. Do I have anything plus with the dagger? I don't know. Um, let's see. Let me actually see your sheet. Go back. I think they're finesse, so it's either strength or dex. Okay. Um, but I need to see his, if yeah, I don't think you're proficient with it, are you? Uh, daggers, I isn't it? Oh, simple, simple, yeah. So, yeah, for a dagger, for you, be plus five to hit. Okay. Uh, so I rolled eighteen to twenty-three. So hit. as you go to swing at it, you uh, see a. Uh, as you go to bring the dagger down at the. Uh, at the cocoon before the the blade actually hits the cocoon you see a faint uh, 
purple glow around it that flashes. It goes as a dagger goes to break into into it, and you see it crack just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need you to make strength save. I'd say deck save, but you're probably not trying to jump off of this, are you? Uh, no. Howard's hatred for Jarrell won't allow him at this moment, but I did roll a 15. Sweet. You take 15? Mm-hmm. Uh, you take six points of force damage as there is a blast of energy from where you try to take a uh, stab at this thing. Okay. It swings a little bit. Well, that sucks. Howard, are you okay up there? You guys all hear this. Just (laughs) trying to uh, take care of something. I go to stab it one more time. Oh, God. I was trying to eat those eggs. These ones out here are just fine. (laughs) Make a strength save for me, buddy. All righty. Six. Six. Awesome. You take seven points of force damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, you failed that. So, sorry, 14 points of force damage. Okay. That's better. As you get knocked back and blasted and lose your holding, let's see what direction you fall. You start falling off to the left of where you're at as you dangle. And get blasted. Uh, you guys see Howard begin to plummet. Assuming you're screaming and all. As you're falling back. Off of this. As the cocoon is just swinging. As I'm falling. I'm going to think to myself real quick. Well that didn't quite work out how I wanted. And I'm going to hit my little pendant. And do the feather oh. fall. You guys uh, see that in just a quick, I forgot you had that. Mm-hmm. It catches you and you feel purchased. <sighs> Would have been a lot worse. Yeah. That didn't you, quite work out how I wanted. Hmm. So they just kind of catch your footing on the platform where everyone else is. Is anyone eating eggs? What are you guys doing during all this? There's a eating eggs. Sweet. You're eating I fear eggs. the food. Fear the food. Yeah. Well, that was a bust. Oh, thanks. I see you ate my eggs too. You, did you want them? Oh no, 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 no. I don't I don't trust. I thought you wanted that egg. I did. In particular, I wanted that particular egg. What did it feel like? I want to touch it. I don't know. It felt like getting punched really hard in the chest and then falling. No. Uh the soft so what you did notice is that uh, you're grabbing it was kind of like uh, spider silk. With the netting and webby and little tacky, but not like you're stuck in it, tacky. Just more of like a glue that's almost finished drying, where it's keeping it held together. And a little, and a little like fuzzy, a little, little uh, almost like a little like hair follicle ish, where it's a little soft, a little very soft and very tacky, but very nice actually. Little hairy and everything, yeah. Little hairy. 
Yeah. So what are you guys doing? There is uh Alid has not come down yet. Is there a way back down? Um looking around, you guys don't see anything at first hand. You could look for something. What what are you kind of looking for to get the, down? The, like the what? Because up on uh make an investigation check. Looking around for like a st- uh a 18. Sure. You find um, probably left over possibly by Alid in, uh, earlier in the morning for you guys or being left over possibly from someone different. Who knows? But you find a giant uh, spool of silk wrapped up. Think of like a uh, wrapped up pile of rope. Looks very similar to the stuff that brought that snatched you guys and brought you up. So, who knows? Hmm. All right. Well, what are we going to do now? We can't really find any answers here. No. I mean, we he could show us a way out. However, it might cost us something—a task or something. I'm not quite sure what his price might be. And at that. He comes uh, actually kind of walking down, hearing you talking about finding a way out. And he comes kind of his uh, feet is grabbing on the all of his feet are kind of walking in unison as he's coming down this tree. The trunk he goes, sorry about that shield spell. I um, Please don't try that again. He looks over at you. Oh, I probably will. I can't guarantee that. Well. Just so you know, your outcomes may worsen if you try it again. But I warned you. Uh, we were talking about finding a way out, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, what exactly would your price be if we decided to use your help? Well, I have two offers. Well, currently, one of my patrons has disappointed me. And I'd prefer to have someone take their place. The other one is, I don't have any actual gain in it currently, but I know it's going to be a growing headache sooner than later, is uh, there's some Fomorians that are coming in and causing trouble for the Oasis. And I don't feel like dealing with it later than now. So, if you guys wish to enter their caves or mines, finding out what their issue is and slaying them if they will not stop, possibly bartering or brokering some form of treaty or peace or something to stop their raids, that way the Green Warden wouldn't be so busy. And we could all just hopefully have a little better uh, in general luck. And what exactly are these, you said, Fomoris? Fomorians. They're uh, giants that are twisted uh, by their hatred and anger and their internal beauty which they lack. 
Yes. Hmm. I think we might have run into one of those right before we came here. Oh, I'm sorry. You you would know if you had ran into one of these. The smell and the sound alone from them is disgusting. And the sight, if you had caught sight of it, wow. You would not forget it. Grotesque, huge, large beast. Giants, humanoids, ranging anywhere from 20 to 50 feet tall, depending on their age and their power. And how many of them are there? Well, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole kingdom of them below in the uh, mines, north of the uh, birthing oasis. Which... Oh, it's just where they are. They live underground. So they come up through mines and iron ores chambers where they harvest metals. Mm. You had a run. What did you run in with last night? Because did did you fight one? No, I I thought I thought a couple nights ago we we heard something big. Possibly could be that. Very, very likely. Hmm. Well, what do you guys think? Yeah. So. Hmm. Service seems easier. I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm not a good candidate. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I take Lucky the Mouse out. How about him? As a candidate? Yes. He'll serve you. Make persuasion check. He's intrigued. 17. Kind of walks a little bit closer to you, hulking in size and just it, uh, bends up and curls down lower, getting up into your face. His face is now crunched up and wrinkled. You see the eyes opening up, looking in. His name is Lucky, you say. Mm-hmm. He's the is number he? two of the Grim Moon tribe. He's the number two. Huh. What tribe did you say? The Grim Moon. Grim Moon. Huh. Looks in at it. Lucky. He puts his hand out. Or one of his like uh, hand feet, whatever, like little uh, caterpillar caterpillar feet, caterpillar feet, kind of out for it. Does he walk? Does would you would would Lucky move forward or? I'll, I'll let him go. You see, Lucky kind of climb up on his feet a little bit. You offer him as companionships to help me. To serve you. He stays with me, but he'll do your bidding. Huh. Not exactly what I was thinking of. He doesn't have the uh, intellect to 
to make that. Well, if you insist, you're lost, and I'll, I'll hold my hand back out. Puts, gives your hand you lucky. And I'll throw him back in one of my ropes. Okay. All right. What do you guys want to do? What do you guys wish to ask from him? Pull from it? Um, if we do accept your offer to find a way out, do we decide where out is? You mean like where you come out on the other end? Uh, that can be arranged. Um, Inside depends. check. Insight check him. Any particular location in mind? Yeah, the the sand. I kind of jab Howard. Get the sand out. The sand. The five. Oh yes, the sand. And I pull out the sand and show him. He uh, looks a little unsure of his ability to put you in an unknown place. It was looks quite a. Like, it was a lost. Uh, city if you will I don't know if you're familiar with the find my notes sorry the halls of the halls of ancient secrets oh, man. Um, that's when the nat one does not work out in your guy's favor he looks <laughs> over at you and goes what no what is that it reeks of, de- of, of death and decay Put that away. Please, please, don't dis- don't disrespect me. What is that? It's sand. That's not ordinary sand. Be mindful of, of that. You know not of what it can do, I'm sure. And what can it do? I don't know what, but it's reeking old and dark and distant magic. Be careful with that. Howard takes a sniff. <laughs> Puts it in his pocket. Yes, Sphinx? I said you seem afraid of this. Not afraid, but magic that... Uh, similar to mine, but... Much older. And a lot... Less... Understood. Comes from that it it just has this uh he's gaining this this uh, this uh the magic that clings to it more or less that's what he's getting from it yeah Hmm. okay well that's a no um if not then how about where we entered near the tall grass i believe our friend might still be out there waiting on us um, that that could be for certainly arranged. Um, what do I get out of this, though? If being honest, I did. Well, I mean, I mean, I was going to give you some sand, but you clearly don't want that. However, I do have a different kind of sand, and I'll go ahead and pull out the blue sand. Um, did you guys let him know you are? Willing to do the task then if you're not trading? Or if I just you're wanted not... to know more or less if we could um, 
I don't know. I just wanted the full scope of uh, the the deal. If he can't reciprocate exactly what I want, I don't, I don't know yet. So okay. to be determined. Um, we'll say he, he can't put you exactly back where if he, if it's a place that is far away from him, what about the out of his reach? City? Wisdom. I could I could put you close to that. I could I could put you close to that. Fairly easy. Wouldn't be a too much trouble. Saves a trip. But certain it's not just gonna come for nothing. <laughs> I do do need a, a bit of help. Ellen, let me ask you this. You were able to communicate with us. Would you yes. be able to look for our friend? Um, exactly. I, the reason I was able to communicate with you guys, specifically your friend Howard over here, was his connection uh, when he grabbed the wand, which I, I wish I could have back. I, as a dear heirloom. Augies took it. <sighs> Damn Augies. Unfortunately, he cannot track an individual friend of yours, per se. Um. Oh. Hmm. Could you track somebody through another fey creature? You see, our friend has come in contact with Augies as well, and maybe through the Augie, you can find him or communicate to him. Um, fortunately, there's really no way for me to do that either. I mean, I could start sending messaging spells to see if anyone's heard of him, but would he have come through where you came in, came by? Mm, I don't know. We waited quite a while and he never came through, so he might just be waiting on us Mm -hmm. if he hasn't gone on already. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't have any ways to reaching out. Unfortunately, true, truly a shame. I'm sorry. Mm, yes, you should be ashamed. Okay. Well, thank you. And I okay. start to turn away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What do you guys wish to do up here? One question about the Swarmians. I don't speak the language of the giants. Do they speak the language of the goblin or the common folk? Um, oh man, uh, pretty sure they speak common. Let's see, languages. Yeah, uh, they 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 do not. Um, they uh, they only are native to the giant tongue and under common, unfortunately. Uh, what languages do you speak? Just what I told you. Is Would there be a way you could show me how to speak their language or show them a way to speak mine? I could help you. Give you a uh, blessing for the time being. Okay, well. I think I'm willing to accept the the quest 
All right. Do scorpions and see what what exactly is wrong. And you see him kind of Change go for passage to the Imperial City. Could do that. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. I uh, watch. And he kind of cracks his hand again, one of them. And then the one below that kind of cracks. And this one cracks. And a couple sets of them. And he begins to uh, start to cast a spell. And as he leans in forward, one of his little caterpillar feet touch your chin. And you see a little cocoon start to form over like where the Adam's apple is. You now have uh, understand giant tongue and can speak it. This should uh, help you for the time being. It's a G. Yes, well, beggars can't be choosers. (laughs) So, Please, uh, if I were you, I would go to the oasis and look out for some giants, follow them back, or by some other means, find your way into their underdark, and please stop them from attacking the oasis. All right. I know a shortcut. Come on, guys. Let's go. Okay. Uh, you hop over, get on this on the little silk. Do you just kind of hop and just jump down and slide down it, or is there any? What's the slide down? Slide down. So as you kick it over, you see it goes. This rope of silk all the way down. Make dexterity check. Nine. Nine. Uh, you start making your way down this uh, silk rope. Making your way down. Remus, Howard, what do you guys do? Same same thing? Follow in suit? Okay. The, down the silk rope I go. The pendant. How many <laughs> times can I do that? Some leftover featherfall. I believe it is... Once per day. Let me just Once double check. Okay. Hold on. Um, Making sure I'm not gonna dump off and be like, "Woo, oh shit!" Three, I'm sorry. No, my bad. It is uh, three times per day. No, wait. Okay. That's the damage. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Different item I was making. Three times per day. Can you use the reaction? But once per day, can you cast Featherfall? So once you would know that. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. All right. So I'm just gonna take the silk rope down. Okay. Take the silk rope. Uh, Dex checks, by the way. What it was uh, yours, Ricky? It's gonna be a eleven. Eleven. Uh, you start start speeding your way down, get to Fink's, and actually swing around him and keep making your way down below Fink's. You're being pretty dexterous. What's yours? Uh, the same, 11. Seven, same. A little bit slower. You're a little sore now, actually. Uh, making your way down, a bit of a pace. Uh, following Finks. Remus, you touch 
purchased at the on the ground first, soon followed by Finks and Howard. And we're gonna pick up there next week, guys. With uh seeing what's gonna happen for you guys with uh, this new adventure that kind of starting a little bit in the Feywild. Hopefully you guys can get back to Feybala and get to the Imperial City sooner or later. Pick up there. Thank you guys so much if you're tuning in, watching this now still. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it if you're listening to this via podcast format. Wherever you're uh, getting your D&D fix in, please give us a review. Hit like, subscribe, leave a review. It takes about 30 seconds, and it could do so much wonder for us. It really helps. It makes a big difference. Uh, please thank you so much. I appreciate it. We have Facebook page and Instagram podcasters, Tabletop Gaming Podcast. Uh, you can search uh, the Fabala Five because this is our uh, it's the new <clears throat> the new uh, title for this campaign as we are moving forward with it. I was your dungeon master, Anthony. Thank you so much. Check out our uh, check out our podcast. Check out our shows. I'm gonna leave it to the players to sign off. Howard, you're up. Uh, Howard, you can catch me, Danny Chavez, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Ratfink Arts. Uh, you can also follow Howard on Twitter. At Podcasters H, uh, you can also let's see what else you can find me. Well, Rat no, Finks, um, yeah, huh? Oh. Rat Finks, uh, Rat Finks, Rat Finks Arts. Um, no, you can find me also. Uh, Roll for Wisdom with me mm. and our illustrious dungeon master Anthony Mullen. Uh, we like to talk D and D. However, we are not professionals, so don't add us. Um, and then our my newest little spinoff series with Chris Chavez. Um, the Saturday night video store uh, where we talk about different movies. So check them out all at the BICBP network. All right. Let's check them out. Um, let's go over to Remus. Uh, I'm Remus. I'm Ricky Coates. You can find me at Rick underscore Coates on Twitter, or Instagram, and you can find Remus at podcasters Remus on Twitter. And that's about it going on for me right now. I'm very happy. There's no snow still. And I hope I jinxed it within the next two weeks because it's always nice for Christmas. Anyways, somebody's next. Somebody's next. Uh, Mm -hmm. Finks. All right. You guys can follow Finks on Twitter at Podcasters Finks. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forge doing some miniature painting. Sweet. Got some awesome awesome minis. Uh, Check them out. Showing some support. And let's finish this up with Azoth. Uh, hey, you can follow Azoth Long on Twitter at Podcasters Azoth, along with the rest of the Fable Five. Check them out. All support, and till next time, guys. Keep rolling. That's a nineteen, so just as a fighter, right?